Hello and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Jakes. Welcome back to another episode. Today, I am joined by the lovely Jessica Salik. She's a real estate agent in Virginia and now West Virginia, which is super exciting. Um, I'm so excited for this episode, you guys. I, I think you guys are too, based off of how many questions we got for her. So um, I'm super excited though. We're going to sit down. We're going to chat a little bit about real estate, what what it's like being an agent. And then also just what do we do with buying a house? How do we start all the questions you guys have? We are going to get answered today. So thank you, Jessica, for joining us. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. We are so happy to have you. I think we were just talking a little bit before we should have started recording when we got on because they feel like we, <laughs> we covered the quit. questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we were just talking about like how it's so popular these days to be a real estate agent. I think, um, and I, I definitely want to get into it a little bit more later, but just with like media and TV and it's like been really glamorized. Um, so I really want to get your take on, you know, the real, the real of it all. Like, what is it actually like? Um, how do you get started? All of that, but kind of backing up, let's do a little introduction to you, who you are, what you do and how you got started in all of it. So um, as you said, I'm Jessica Salik. I have been doing this since I graduated college, actually. Um, I started three days after I graduated. I've been doing it ever since, which um, is a long time ago now. 2017 is when I started. I am in real estate. I'm with Real Broker, which is a newer cloud-based brokerage. I was on a team prior for five years, and that was amazing. I mean, and the best experience I could have ever asked for. And to be honest, this has nothing to do with my degree. So if it's something that, and that happens to most people, you, you know, you don't do anything that has to do with where you went to school. You don't even have to go to school. Um, but it actually was just kind of an opportunity that fell into my lap, I will say. And I had no thoughts of doing real estate. It, this was before selling sunset and all of that. I mean, it wasn't, um, not that it wasn't a thing. It's been a thing for a long time, but just not something that was, I didn't really think much of it. And then last year in August, I actually started my own team. So that's a little bit of the background of how I got here. Yeah. Okay. So that was going to be my first question was like, was real estate something you always wanted to get into? But obviously it wasn't really like, no. what did you go to college for? What did you study there? Like, what were your thoughts once you graduated, what you were going to do? So I was business information technology. Um, I went to Virginia Tech and I didn't really know. So like most people in that field, you become a consultant. And I realized when I started going to the various things for job fairs or whatever, I was like, this is just not what I really want to do. I mean, I was just like, this doesn't sound exciting to me. It doesn't. And someone that I, my mom knew actually was looking for someone to be a transaction coordinator, which is if you can do that, it, it, the reason it worked for me is because I was going to have a paid position to be able to have a salary with real estate. It's commission only. Um, and so that's why a lot of people who start young, they have to, it has to be like a part-time job. So I just got really lucky that my full career started out being real estate and I was able to do it every day, but no, I mean, I had no idea, but then once I started, I really liked it. And I was like, this is something that I really want to focus on and make my career for the rest of my life, hopefully. So, but again, I know it's hard, you know, and something that if people who want to get into it, I'm happy to talk to you, but I think a lot of people try to say like, oh my gosh, you shouldn't do it part-time. You need to do it full-time. And 
as great as that would be, you know, if you have to pay rent and you have to live, you can't yeah. make zero dollars, right? I mean, and that happens some months, you know? I mean, it's not always beautiful, glamorous, Selling what something. you see on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I would love if it was, let me tell you. Totally. So when you had that first job as the transaction coordinator, that was like your way in of seeing how everything works. So that was like at an agency per se. And like, that's where you started to be like, Oh, wait a minute. I like what these people are doing. Like I'm interested in that. Is that how that sort well, of. So, um, I don't know if you remember her, but Eve Weber, um, yeah. she lived in our neighborhood. Yeah. Alex Weber. I don't know if she was here, but, um, that's actually who I went and worked for. And she is super successful. Um, she's been doing this a lot longer than me and it was the best, opportunity that I could have asked for because of how successful she is, the amount of business she does. Um, I was actually a transaction coordinator for a year before I got my license. So I got my license in 2018 and the amount of um, exposure I got by doing that. I mean, I was writing contracts. I was um, going to showings. I was doing listing appointments. I was, I was in it instead of just most people take the class and then they're like, okay, good luck. You know, and you're like, <laughs> what like in because the class you know I will say people who want to get in real estate the class and the test really um you don't use them in your everyday it doesn't tell you how to write a contract it doesn't you know what I mean so it's not like real life application it's just there's got to be some barrier to entry and that's what they decided you know it would be so uh yeah I mean it was and I am friends with her to this day I love Eve and I I'm so thankful for that opportunity because that doesn't happen. Yeah. Often. There's only so many positions, me. right? Yeah. And it kind of reminds me of like getting an internship because yeah. there's so much that you can learn in college. And like, I learned so much, but I learned an insane amount being in the field at my internship, seeing what my boss did. And yeah. then that's what kind of kickstarted like, oh, wait a minute. I like this. Like, yeah, I want to do this more. And you just learn, like, I feel like more life skills being in it. And you learn Absolutely. Through, like the day-to-day, -day, I mean, yeah, you can, you can know the numbers and the facts of real estate, but like being in it, I feel like is a lot different and you can learn differently that way. Yeah. Well, and that's why like my recommendation to anybody who wants to do it is like, go shadow people, you know, go be on a team, go. I mean, you have to actually do it and it's, it's not always easy to get that, you know, people just get excited. They take a class, but then it's like, you know, what has always been a little scary to me is I'm like, you take a class, you do whatever. And then, you know, you go to your mom and you're like, I want to sell your house when it's time. And it's like, this is a huge financial thing. You have no idea what you're doing. And you're just like, let me do it because I'm your family, you know, and that's not, but they do it. And they, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people make it through, but it, it's a little scary that that's how the process goes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess like with that, your advice would be obviously like get some experience after or before you get your test, take your test. Um, what are some other like first steps in becoming an agent that you would suggest doing other than like having that real life experience and trying to shadow someone? Cause I think shadowing is also a really great tool, but is there anything else that like helped you specifically? Well, I mean, I would say go into it for the right reasons, right? Um, I think a lot of people think they're just going to get their license and make a ton of money and it's going to be easy and fast. And like, you know, that's not at all the case, actually. Um, 
for me, it took at least two years to start seeing like my sphere of influence actually start coming to me as the person that they thought of in real estate. Mm. Uh, because even like you or anyone is listening or watching, like you probably know a real estate agent, you know? So um, you can't just go into it and think that everybody that knows you is going to use you because that's certainly not the case. Um, and, and you can't be offended by that. You know, everyone has to do what's best for them and you have to want that for them as well. Um, but I think so one going in for the right reasons, because you actually want to help people and you like, you know, real estate, it's interesting to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two really is like getting that shadow or experience or talking with agents and seeing like how they've built their business and like what they've done. Um, obviously choosing a successful agent would be more recommended than just going to somebody who just got their license or something, you know, but talking, I mean, learning about the industry more than just what you see on Zillow. Yeah. Well, I feel like to a point, I think everybody thinks in some regard that they're already a real estate agent based off of, you know, (laughs) there's always those people, you know, that are like, oh my God, I saw this property on Zillow. Like, you're like, okay, well, what do you know about it? Or just what we've been saying is selling sunset million dollar, like all these shows that we see, it's like, oh, well, that's so easy. I could do it. You know? And like, they're so cute. Like I could yeah. so a look multi-million dollar properties like that. No, it doesn't happen that way, obviously. Um, right. So I think that's a really great point of just like get into it for the right reasons. Cause I think that, and a lot of people, I feel like in this generation want instant gratification and oh, absolutely. This is like the job that it's can be, can be that like, Oh, you sell a house, you get money. You sell a house, you get money. That's so easy. Like Right. Perfect. Um, and obviously that's not, that's not the case. Do you think that there are any qualities that you should have to be an agent, like just personality wise that like, maybe you have to be just a little bit tougher because for instance, like if you have a friend that's going to buy a house and they don't pick you, you have to be strong about it. Like, you're not gonna, like, it's okay. Um, or maybe, you know, you're not selling a property as fast as you want and you just have, are there any things any qualities that you should have, I guess, is the question. <laughs> well, for one, I think 100% you need to be a self-starter. Um, and for me, that comes in seasons. There's some days that I'm super motivated and others, you know, I could be more motivated. Um, but because really, you know, the way my days go, it's like, and I talk about this all the time. And it's like, I get up, I go to the gym. And then some days I come back and I sit here and I'm like, all right, you know, like what is there to do? And it's like, you have to create work sometimes when there isn't work, you know? Two, I think you, in some aspects should be social. I think talking to people, like that should be something that you want to do. Um, But again, there's different personalities. There's different people that match with different agents. And I say this all the time. I'm like, you know, what your client is might not be my client because they might not like me the way that they like you, you know? And and that's why the world goes around. So it doesn't mean you have to be super outgoing, but it really helps because most of my job is talking to either mm-hmm. my sphere, like my friends and family, or it's going outside of that and meeting new people. And then, you know, that's a good point. I think thick skin, you know, because it, whether it's a client or it's another agent or um, it's your own friend, <laughs> um, because it's such an emotional process, I think words can be said, things can be hurtful. And it's like, I have to understand that it's 
they don't mean that it's not personal. It's what's going on. You know, it's, it's, a, it's the process. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, it's, it's important because something, something suck, you know, it's like we price the house a certain way and someone comes in and offers them 50,000 less. And they're like, why would that ever, you know, or whatever. I mean, it happens. Right. And it's like, that's what someone thought your house was worth. It's unfortunate, but, and of course, if you live in it, you poured your blood, sweat and tears into it. You worked on it. You know, it's like attachment. Of course you're going to feel like, yeah, yeah. It's offensive. Right. And then they're mad at you. And so, um, but again, you don't have to be any of these things you can try. I just think it makes it easier, you know? And, And again, the barrier to entry is not super high. Anyone can be an agent. And I think some of it is luck. You know, some people get into the industry and I'm like, you joined yesterday and they're like, I've got three listings and a buyer. I'm like, but it's like, they could be older and that's their friends are buying homes right now. You know, a lot of my friends haven't even bought houses yet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's all timing too, when you get it. So what do you feel like within the first few years that you learned the most? I mean, I was on a team, so I did have the, I had a salary, so it wasn't as scary, but I think like you really need to hit the ground running and put systems in place so that things can start working on their own. And anyone that's interested, I can get farther into like what that means, but cause it'll probably bore a lot of people, but even just like your CRM, which is where your database of like all your clients should be in there. It should have all their birthdays, it should have their addresses. You should be mailing stuff quarterly. You should be reaching out on birthdays. You, like I didn't have any of that in place until August of last year when I started my own team. I didn't do any of those things. I couldn't tell you why, because I should have the day I started real estate, right? I mean, that's, um, so that's my biggest lesson is like, don't, and don't be too good for anything, right? I really believe in coaching now. I, for a long time, thought that was silly. I was like, why would I need someone to tell me what to do? I can do that. Like I can, um, and then I've learned throughout these past, six, seven years, even the most successful people in the world have coaches, people that you would never even know, you know, like they have coaches and it's all about accountability. You know, it's all about somebody, you know, and I just recently, I haven't hired a coach, but I started, I have an accountability partner that actually I start tomorrow because I'm starting something new. (laughs) And even just like something as simple as I have to text her in the morning when I wake up, because she wants me to wake up at a certain time every single day, regardless of what I have going on that day. Um, and then again, just having your routine, if you're going to do real estate full time, like you can't, you have to treat it as a business. You mm-hmm. can't treat it as just like a fun little side thing that we're doing. You know, it needs to be, I take this seriously and I wake up every day. I have a routine and I'm doing it consistently consistently. And that's how you're going to get results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think with real estate, like you said, it could be in someone's mind, it could be like, oh, I'm doing this for fun. Yeah. Um, and I think when you, in a sense, like work for yourself, it's really easy to just like, kind of like let it go to the back burner and kind of have an open day and not really take things seriously. But like, yeah, it is your business at the end of the day. Like, yeah, that's how you're making your money. Um, well, if you want other people to take you seriously, you have to take yourself seriously. Well, and I'm like, sometimes like it's hard. And again, I'll be the first to tell you, there's plenty of days that have gone by that I didn't do anything. And I'm like, that was the conversation I literally had yesterday. So maybe this is a good time for this. Cause I was like, it it's working, but I'm kind of just here. Right. Like I'm, and I'm like, why am I doing that? I 
that's not how I want my business to be going. So I'm like, it's time for the next level. What better time than January of a new year? And the new year. Yeah. Let's get it going. I love it. I love it. Well, I think, and like, I struggle with that too, because owning my own business, I am setting my own schedule. I'm making sure, like, obviously I have to like accomplish certain things. There's deadlines, but at the same time, like it can be flexible enough where some days I'm like, was I as productive as I could have been? Probably not. Like, and then whose fault is it? Myself. Like there's nobody to blame, but myself. I don't have a team. I don't have a boss. Like it's me. It's I'm running this business. So I have to be accountable for my actions. And like, I feel like some days, you know, I give myself a little bit more grace than others where it's like, okay, well, yesterday was a really swamp day, like had no second to breathe. Like if today's a little slower, that's fine. But it is, it is tough trying to find the schedule, like finding a schedule that works for you, that keeps you on top of it. Like totally I'm with you. Well, and I mean, like at the end of the day too, it's like, not only am I the only person to blame, but I'm the only person not getting paid. Right. If I don't, if I don't work, there's no money. And that's just what it is. I mean, and there's no one I can look at and be like, Hey, you know, you could have done a little better. This It's like, no, it's me. Like I, yeah. I in the mirror, I, Hey, you could have done a little better today. Yeah. No, like, literally every, yeah. I mean, when I don't have, a, and then I'm like, same thing, give yourself grace. You know, there's some days that you need to like, not, but the other thing was like starting going to the gym. Like I go to F45. I don't know if you have that, um, Richmond, yeah. but, and I wasn't a class girl. I thought, again, I thought a lot of things were for the birds. I was like, I don't need to do that. Um, and it has like been the best thing for my schedule because I mean, even yesterday it happened. I didn't have time because I have to go to Ashburn. And I was like, okay, I'll go get on the treadmill. We have a Peloton treadmill. I'll go, go. Like, did I do it? No. So it's like when you have to go somewhere, be somewhere at a time, I go do it. And then it gets your day going and you're already up and moving. You're not going to just go sit on the couch, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love a more, like, especially in the new year, I've been a lot more strict with myself because I think like when the holidays come around, I'm like, oh, like. <laughs> wrapping gifts like I can't make yeah. it um but yeah I love like a morning workout because I feel like it yes. sets me up especially like being a business owner yeah. working for myself that's what gets the rest of my day like in check like if I start my day with that then like we're good if I don't I'll tell myself I'll do it later I don't do it later right like, you never There's do it later like, well that's the thing yeah. I was always like don't do the afternoon workouts because something will always come up for yeah. me like people want to see houses after work, like after work hours. Right. So I have to do that. Somebody invites me to a networking thing. I have to do that. There's always something that can come up that I'm like, that's more important. Can't go. And I swear when I work out, get up earlier and work out, I have more energy. Like I'm more awake than like when you, when I sleep in a little later and don't. So that is something for all people that want to get into real estate and it doesn't have to be working out. I mean, if you like to I don't know, pick something, <laughs> whatever you're into, like whatever you want to do, um, just be consistent and do yeah. it every day. And I think that sets you up, like you said, for the whole day. I feel like I, totally. if I did nothing else, I did that. So exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's how I feel. So, okay. So you've been in real estate for six years or so, right? Um, what have like been some of your favorite moments, maybe like most memorable moments over the last six years? Um, maybe it was like, finding a client their home or just like someone you knew specifically um any just like really happy moments that like looking back so far that you're proud of and happy to think about I mean honestly my not my I mean not that everyone else is not as important or anything but like I love first-time home buyers 
um, because I think they're so appreciative of um, the whole process. They're so appreciative of me. I think really, like I said, it's one of the biggest purchases of someone's life most of the time. And like how thankful, it doesn't matter to me if the house is, you know, $50,000 or it's $5 million. Like the way people are so thankful and it's so exciting to them. And I'm like excited to see how they build their future and their house. Like those moments, there's been so many of them, right? Like that has been something that I wish I could create over and over again. I actually ratified a contract today and it's first time home buyers and it's a boyfriend and girlfriend and they've been renting for years and they finally were like, I want to start this process. Um, and I actually only showed them two homes. We wrote an offer oh. and I know because they know what they want. You know, like they were ready. A lot of the times I'm like, I'm not saying you have to only see two houses, but um, so first time home buyers really to me are very rewarding because I just think I, I enjoy taking somebody through the process that's never been through it. Um, and teaching them from start to finish, like how to get in a home. And that's one of the things like I want to tell you is something that if anybody has questions, like I want everyone, whether it's a rental or it's purchasing, it's like right now it's so hard to get into houses. Um, and anyone that has questions, like I think where everyone kind of, they feel like they're going to bother you, right? Like I have people that'll be like, oh, like I don't want to reach out because like I'm not ready or I'm like, it doesn't bother me. Like you can talk to me anytime. Like you can never buy a house. It doesn't matter. If you have questions, like you should start asking whoever your real estate agent is, whoever your mortgage professional, like start asking those questions a year ahead and know how to plan to get your stuff in order so that you can set a goal of like by 2025, I want to buy a house. And that way you can start making steps, whether it's credit repair, whether it's savings, whether it's whatever, you'll know what you need to do to get into that house. Yeah. That's such a good point. Cause I think a lot of people think about it way too late where it's like yeah. right before they start to buy or like are interested in doing it. And then they're like, wait, hold on. We don't know enough well, or like we didn't plan properly. I think that's really smart to think like, to try to think like way in advance about it. Well, and I think a lot of people don't know where to start. I wouldn't yeah. know, you know, like who do I, and so a lot of people go to Google or they'll, what I found is a lot of people ask their parents. Like, who did you use? What did you, which, I mean, I guess I would too, right? Um, but I think what people don't know, which is something we need to get better at sharing information, like we don't have a podcast, we're not. <laughs> so I'm like on Instagram, like, by the way, um, but it's like, it's free. It's free for people to have a real estate agent. It's free for people to talk to a mortgage. Like, it, it doesn't cost money. So it's like, why not use someone's time? You know, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not billing you hourly to, have a conversation with me it wouldn't be worth it anyway <laughs> um but yeah so I mean I'm like I think again whoever it is that you know like call them and just and they would appreciate the conversation you know like I I would love that if somebody randomly called me and was just like hey I have questions like hit me with them let's try you know let's get through it but I think most people they don't know where to start and so then like you said they wait too late and then they're like whatever I'll just renew my lease it's easier I'll stay here you know Mm -hmm. which I get, I mean, it's a pain moving and doing all those things, but buying a house is how you start building wealth for yeah. yourself. Yeah. I think that's really going to be helpful for people listening because I think, especially just like people our age, I think it renting is just easier right now. Like it's financially better for them. They don't know enough about buying a house or they're just going to avoid it because they don't know enough when like, if you know somebody that's a real estate agent, I think it's a really good resource to like reach out for sure. 
And also, I totally went away from your question. So sorry. You're asking what I'm thankful for. And oh I'm my like, gosh. By the way, so <laughs> let me <laughs> talk about something else. But no, and I think people think it's more expensive than it really is. You know, there's ways to get into homes that are not, you know, for example, the people that ratified today, their closing costs are paid for the way that we wrote our contract and the way they're doing their loan. They owe no money down. So they're basically buying a house for free. Okay. Like with no money at closing. And like, that's not a lie. It's a true story. And, you know, and it's like, you have to know people to ask those questions. To, I mean, you have to qualify you have to have the income to qualify. Yeah. Right. But besides that, it doesn't require a savings account of X amount of money that most people don't have at a young age, you know? Mm-hmm. So. And like, that's good to know for people listening. Like that's helpful. Oh, Zero dollars. Okay. Own a home. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Well, let's jump into the questions. Cause I feel like uh-huh. we're, we're running through them, I think. Um, and we got a ton. So I'm, I tried to like, there was a lot about like investing. So I tried to like pick a few from that and then okay. first time home buyers and just buying in general. So first question we have is what is the number one question that you get from your clients about real estate in general? Honestly, I would say, what is the process from start to finish, right? Like someone comes to me and they say, I would like to buy a house or, you know, for selling, they just want me to lay it out of like what all even goes into it. Because for a lot of people, they just see like, I go look at a house and then, you know, in 30 days, I we're done and I close. Um, but there's a lot more steps again, preparing right from the beginning, if you're going to buy um, and just understanding all the people that you're going to meet along the way, whether that's your lender, your title company, home inspection, and then if you have other inspections, well and septic, termite, you know, if you want to do home warranty. So they just want me to tell them, hold my hand and tell me exactly what I need to do. And I, I do that, you know, I lay it out for them. And also what I do, like, for example, when we went under contract today, is I send you an email once we go under contract with every date that you need to know when our deadlines are, everything we're doing. Um, but then I also, I mean, not every agent, everyone is going to be different, but like, I also schedule all the inspections myself. So I try to make it as easy, like streamline as possible. Um, I think the hardest part actually for buyers is the mortgage part in the way of the documents and stuff they have to upload, but getting pre-qualified is easier. It's just the process when you go through it, it's like, you know, you need another statement from whatever and blah, blah, blah. But, and then I think the other question I get um, which is a hard one for me is, um, do you think this house is worth it? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'm happy to show you the comps. <laughs> I can tell <laughs> you what I think. Um, but again, you know, the house that I bought, you might not buy, you know, the house that you're looking for, I might not be interested. So that's a really hard question for me. It's a little like, personal. Like I think right? it's just a personal question that everybody has different. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a tough, that's like, a tough question for you. Yes. Well, and I'm always like, I know what they're meaning because yeah. I think there is a little hesitation in buying a, a, such a large purchase. Like, you know, I'm like about to spend or take out a mortgage for a blank amount. Like, is this something that I should do? Mm-hmm. Um, and they trust you. Like that's coming from like, they want your opinion. They trust right, what you say. Right. Yeah. But again, I'm like, I don't have a crystal ball, but what I can tell you is if you look at history, you know, real estate over time, goes up right like the prices of course then we see you know when the recession hit and all the prices drop like that's like an odd 
oddball, in my opinion. For the most part, everything will continue to, and if you can hold assets, then it's fine. But I'm like, don't ask me these. I mean, if you want to buy this house and sell it next year, I can't, you know, I can't tell you that that's going to be a good idea. You know, in theory, you're holding these things for a long time. Mm-hmm. So um, I can tell you myself, I bought a townhome in uh, 2019. Um, this is how I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> and I sold it in 2021. When the market got crazy, I sold it right before I thought I was making money. I think I it was like $40,000. I was like, and then you have to pay realtor fees. I didn't really make 40000 but I thought I was balling. I was like, this is amazing. Um, the next year, we sold one on the same street for $200,000 more. Ugh. I know. And I'm like, that. I'm an agent. I'm myself. I did that, right? I can't tell you. So I'm outing myself, but that was my little, <laughs> I was, I was pretty sad about that. I was like, okay. Okay. But you're human. And also just things like that in the market are, you just, you there's just, things that you can't control. And that's just, right. well, that's my point. So when yeah. you say, is it worth it? I think it all comes down to, is it worth it to you, to my client? Is this where you see yourself living? Is this, you know, if you have a family, is this where you see yourself raising kids? Is this where you, you know, it, it's really individual and yeah. what you think is worth it. Right. So. I have a follow-up question just from myself um, before we get to the next one. Are there any times where you take clients into a house and I guess two-parter, number one, do you go into the house before you bring clients in? Or is that just like an online thing that you're viewing? You're looking at all the information beforehand and then like your initial time you're going in with them or, and then the second part, is there any, like, was there any time that you walked into a house with a client and initially you were like, this is not what we thought it was going to be. Let's go. Like, and you're telling them like, let's not even, this isn't it. So for the most part, well, the first part one, um, most of the time I just go in with them. Like I do my research beforehand. I'll print comps for people, um, meaning comparables in the area, just so we can know if this pricing is even, you know, um, Anyway, and then, but I'll go a little, like, five minutes before them turn lights on and stuff, but I don't go, like, preview before, um, but the second part, um, unless they want me to, I have, like, some out-of-town clients, like, I'll go by myself, I'll do video or whatever, you know, Sure. Um, but the second one, people really, um, unless, like, you're an investor or um, you're, yeah, really just investor, like, they're picking the property themselves, so I'm not going to tell them my opinion besides that they want my opinion on the price. Um, I mean, I've walked in places and I'm like, never would buy this, right? But I'm like, it's not for me. It's Personally, not, not for me, but not right. going to do that to you. Got right. it. Right. And yeah. it's not my place, right? Because um, it's not for me. It's for you. And if that's what you love and this is where you'd want to live, like, who am I to tell you no? Totally. And in the same breath, I'm not going to walk around the house and be like, look how beautiful this is. Look, how, like, people want to form their own opinion and, like, they don't want if they have a question for you, they're going to ask you mm-hmm. as an agent. Mm-hmm. They don't need me to tell them, you know, you would look so nice living here. Or like, it's like, what? Like, but people do that. You know, I've been in yeah. places where like other agents are there and I'm like, why are you talking like that? Um, but yeah, I mean, people want to form their own opinion and they, if they have a question, they're going to ask it. And I kind of just shut up and let them tour, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do their thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question that we got, let's see, when do you recommend reaching out to a realtor in the home buying selling process? So you said you would think like, or you would suggest like a year in advance or at least with the questions that you have, but for 
when you, when you know you're ready, what is that kind of like timeline you would suggest? If you have a lease, like, and you are wanting to um, move from that, I would say the earlier, the better, because you don't want to like feel pressure to then buy some house you don't want, right? But the earlier, the better. I think whenever you're ready, I mean, if you know your situation is specific, where like, like I said, if you have low credit and you want to get that up so that you can qualify for better loan or better interest rate, whatever it is, there's ways you can fix your credit. There's things you can do. So like if you, if you're specific instance, I would say even earlier, right. And start working towards, um, but really like, as soon as you even start thinking about it, I think you should reach out and just start be proactive and see how you can start reaching your goal, but also like be realistic. Um, I think that's the hardest part for people. We don't realize like what we qualify for. So we're looking at these homes and we're like, this is going to be mine. And then they're like, no, it's not, <laughs> you know, your budget is black 400,000, you know, and I'm looking at 600. And then also I always say to people work backwards because you will probably qualify for more than you should really be buying. So I say, go to your loan officer and say, I would like to pay, I feel comfortable paying $2,500 a month. Like that would be my budget mortgage. Um, and then they'll tell you what price house that would be. You know what I mean? Like they'll come to you and say, okay, with your debt to income ratio, um, you can buy a house that's $300,000 or whatever. I mean, I, I'm not, don't quote me on the 2,500 for $300,000, <laughs> but um, I just think that's smarter for younger people because I think a lot of people get really excited when they see the number they qualify for and they're like, oh, I can go do that, whatever. And then it's like, okay, but now you can't go out to eat anymore. Um, you can't, like, you know, you're really constrained by Mm -hmm. a mortgage that's way too high totally but so the sooner the better okay my answer. yes um what are some key things to look for when you're house shopping so something that um I think a lot of people first look at like the cosmetic stuff mm -hmm. um and they forget about like all the major systems that actually cost a good amount of money yeah. um so it's like you should know when the roof was replaced if ever you should know the HVAC system which is heating and cooling, like the big systems, I think you should know when the last time they were replaced, if ever. And then if not their lifetime expectancy, because you need to know that in that amount of time, you're going to need $8,000 for an HVAC, or you're going to need $10,000 for your roof. And that's important. You know, that's part of homeownership that a lot of people kind of forget because they get excited. And I'm like, that's going to be a cost down the line. Like you need to look out for. Yeah. And then I think also um, what I try to do is think about in the future, like, for example, if you're younger and you want to buy a house, um, I recommend to everybody, it's not going to be for everybody, but I want everyone to do this. Um, I always wanted people like buy your first home, live in it for two years, and then buy your next home. Keep that house as an investment property. So I always say to people, think of it as like resale value on that home. Think about the stuff that you're doing to it. Think about like that and the rentability of it. Like how much am I going to get for rent? How much am I, obviously you want to also live in it, enjoy it yourself. But I think that is the easiest way for young people to build wealth is buy it, live in it, and then buy another property as soon as you can. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, what happens is if you want to buy an investment property, like after the fact, and it's not your primary residence, you have to put down normally 25% down payment, which is a lot of money. Yeah. So. 
Well, I was actually, the next question was how should I start investing in real estate? What is your advice? So that's great advice is. Yeah, that is, in my opinion, the easiest way to start investing in real estate. Um, I will say something that's really hard. Um, we have recently started looking into um, flipping and we've talked to hard lenders. We've um, gone to classes. We've, you know, we being Bradley and I, um, and I think that's the hardest part about investing is getting the money um, and finding the property because there's a lot of people that go buy things that like they were already priced too high. So there's not enough money in between. Mm -hmm. I really think the best way to get into it is buying your first home. And the other advice I have for young people is if, so to say you want to go live in Arlington and you have three friends that want to live with you, you buy the house, live in it, and then rent to your three friends. And charge them what a normal amount of rent would be. And it might cover your mortgage and then some. And then you're living for free. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why would you? First of all, amazing, right? And then second of all, from there, you already have your investment property that you know kind of what it's getting in rent. And then when you're ready to move out and go do whatever else, you keep that and keep it going. Genius, genius. Genius. My friend did that years ago. Um, one of her first first houses she lived in, she had three friends pay her rent. And she came home one day and I said, that is the smartest thing I've ever heard. Like, yeah, are you? <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Well, most people don't think about it. I mean, again, no, I mean, I wouldn't have never thought, I mean, it's a great concept. It's a great idea, but it just never was a thought for me. Right. Well, again, most things are easier to just, let's just go rent, you know, Mm-hmm. whatever but I'm telling you I mean I I've known people that have done it and literally they pay no money to live their rent their mortgage is covered by the bill rent and it's not like it's unfair they're charging them what they'd be charged at another place yeah. you know yeah. it's not like they're like sorry that I bought the house and you didn't you know like whatever yeah. but um and then sometimes they even make more money than what the rent is so or what the mortgage is. sorry mm-hmm. yeah Okay. We had other investment. Okay. Have I, or sorry, I've always wanted to invest in properties. Do you recommend rental properties or Airbnb properties? So that's going to depend on where you are and also what your bandwidth is for managing the properties. I know a couple of people that got into Airbnb and then um, they were like, it's just too much like for them to manage it. But then they if they would have brought in a property manager for an Airbnb, it's typically 15 to 20%. So that really got into the profit margin for the Airbnb. And they were like, we're just going to do long-term rental. It really, like I said, it depends on where you're at. You know, if you want to go buy a house in a city where people visit a lot and you're going to get a lot of traffic, you know, Airbnb might be a good option. So there's a website, it's called AirDNA, and it tells you all about Airbnb in that area. You have to pay oh. for it. It's not free, but before you buy a property there, that way you can see like, what is the vacancy? Like, is it typically rented out? Like, what is the typical um, monthly, I mean, daily rate? What are people getting? And see that way. Cause I mean, Airbnb is super successful. The only thing is a lot of the times, um, a lot of these cities are putting laws in place that are like, it's really hard to get into Airbnb. Like Nashville, for example, you can't. I mean, you can't start Airbnb now because it's so saturated that like they had to start. It's, it's taking away from the Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys are geniuses. I should have done that. But long-term rental, I mean, it depends on what your goals are. Like long-term rentals are great too. 
You know, if you, I said this yesterday and I think this is great advice. I don't know who's going to listen to it, but um, a lot of people with investments, they, they look at it and they're like, I need to be making more money a month than the mortgage, right? So if it's $2,000 mortgage, I need to make 2,100 or 2,050, whatever it is more so that I can make money every month. And I was told, or someone asked me one time, they said, if you could own a house for $100, would you do it? And I was like, yeah, I would. And they were like, so why would you not buy that as an investment property if you're only losing $100 a month? Mm. Oh, wow. You're so right. If you can afford to pay the extra 100 of course, right? But it's like, so in 30 years, if I'm keeping this long-term investment, right? In 30 years, this is paid off. And I'm cash flowing, whatever it is, probably more, a lot more than that, because mm-hmm. things keep going up, right? Um, and I was like, that, that's such a good way to put it. You know, short-sighted is I need to be making $400 a month per property. And it's like, no, you don't, you know, would it be nice? Sure. But if your goals are long-term, you don't need to cash flow hundreds or thousands of dollars every month for it to make sense. Totally. I don't know if that answers their question. I mean, it, it unfortunately... I mean, if they want to reach out to me, I mean, it, it depends on the area and it depends on what you want to do managing wise. Cause like Airbnb, the turnover is crazy. You need to be able to, you need to have the systems in place that you feel cleaning it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Long-term, you know, the mortgage is or the payment rent is coming in. Like for me listening to this, I feel like Airbnbs, the idea of like renting out an Airbnb seems fun, seems easy, seems like quick money. But I think logistically, it's like, I don't know that I would want to do that because I feel like it with the property manager of it all, like, yeah, they're handling a lot of it, but it's also a lot's going to them. And then right. I don't know, Airbnbs make me nervous. Like something could well, happen. We, and like, you know what I mean? It's just kind of, uh, I don't know. We've looked at it too. I mean, I don't know, we're in the process as well. Um, I have mixed feelings on it. I'm the same way. I'm like, I, I think it really depends. Like Bradley's uncle they own like four Airbnbs and like one of them um, makes like $6,000 a week. Oh my gosh. I'm like, must be nice. Wow. But, but you know what I mean? So that scenario, yeah. if you could have that, yeah. Like we're Airbnb. Sign me day. up. Like, where right. I'm like, where do I buy that? And how do I, you know, but yeah. a lot of the times, you know, what people see on TikTok and like whatever they're seeing, like what they're not seeing is like these people are buying these properties for an astronomical amount of money. You know, they're, they're cash flowing. $12,000 a week at the beach. Okay. Well, they bought that property for $3 million, mm-hmm. you know? So to get into investing, you don't need to be, it's a long-term game. You yeah. don't need to be like immediately getting in and making all this money. So again, don't know if that answers the question. But. Yeah. Yeah. I think it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. I feel like we've answered a lot of these just throughout the episode now. So let me um, well, someone asked, do you feel like it's harder to get into real estate because of the way it's been glamorized on TV? And how do you think that that's changed the process of it? We kind of talked about that, but if you, ha- if you feel like you want to elaborate there, um, usually. I'm going to try to get quicker with my answers because I'm being very long-winded. So, um, no, it's definitely not harder to get into it because that's literally you take your class and you take the test and you're in, mm-hmm. um, harder to, uh, succeed, Still no, but it, it's very saturated. Um, again, most people, I think the average is like most people know eight real estate agents. That number could be wrong, but it's something like that. It's, it's a lot. Um, so again, I think just with anything, same with your industry, like you need to find your niche 
you need to find your people and like that's who you're marketing to you know like my buyer they say to make a fake buyer of like who your like avatar is what they say and like so my buyer is 25 to 50 right which that's a wide range but that's what it is and it's like you know they're looking to do blank 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 like you can't just be for everybody and that's the other thing I learned if you're for everybody you're for nobody I don't know if you've heard Ooh. that it's a good one I it's like true. it yeah it's true because it's like if that means I don't have a specific market I don't have a specific um like what is my specialty I wouldn't have one mm-hmm. I can do everything you know so no it's not hard to get into um it's the same it's just more people are doing it mm-hmm. um okay well we I want to move on because I realized what time it was so <laughs> we'll move on it's because um, I talk so much that's fine <laughs> well I had no idea so you're good um <laughs> Okay. So moving on, you have now, which is super exciting, started your own team. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that, um, what you're up to now. And I think you just added West Virginia to the resume. Yeah. So now you can sell in West Virginia and Virginia. Um, how does it feel to like start your own team? I feel like you've had all of this, this experience, but you're still so young and I feel like you're so accomplished. Like, what are your thoughts on all of it? Like, congrats, first of all, but how do you feel about it? Thank you. It's so sweet. I, I'm very grateful that like this is where I am. And actually, again, I mean, I think things happen in your life for a reason, right? And my business partner, actually, um, we did a transaction together and then we just like stayed in touch. And um, we ended up being like, we have so much in common. We have a lot of mutual goals. Um, the way we conduct business is very similar. Um, and it just really made sense for us. And she was on a team too. I was on a team and it was just the timing. Like we were both like, we're ready. Like we can, we can do this on our own right? Um, And we did, and we are, and it's been nothing short of amazing. And um, is it scary? Sure. But anyone, you know, anyone can do it. If you put your mind to something, you can do it. So um, she's also licensed in Washington, DC and Maryland. Um, So she got way more licenses. I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to be driving all over (laughs) those places, but um, so that's awesome. And she started in Florida. So her real estate experience, she is still, I think she's still licensed in Florida actually, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very thankful. And I think for anyone who's wanting to do in any field, you have to, like, you know, when the time's right, you know what I mean? Like you probably knew, like, like you feel it. And I think you start to be like, you get a little, um, I don't know. I think I started getting an attitude problem because I was like, I don't need to be doing, like, I need to do my own thing. Like you start like really being like, I need yeah. to do this. And it's just like, the timing is like, and you know, and then you're out. Totally. You're out. That is so Off to the races. The attitude. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Like you start, like, I don't want to like, be here anymore. This isn't right. like feeling good for me. There's something like wrong with anyone, but it's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Like, I really like you all. It's not you. Like, it's, it's not just- you guys. I just like, I have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. Uh, that's so cool though. I feel like also just having, um, sort of like a partner in it is super helpful too. I feel like you have support through that. I feel like you can teach each other things. Um, that is such a good point. I forgot to bring that up to like, it's a lonely business. Um, and I think anyone that joins real estate, like you should, 
you don't need to have a business partner, but I think you should have like somebody like in your brokerage or like whatever that is your person, quote unquote, mm-hmm. your person, right? And you bounce ideas off each other. You talk, cause no one, it's the same with any industry. They don't understand it unless you're in it, right? So, you know, if you go home at night to your significant other or your best friend and you're like, hey, this, that, and the other happened, they're like, okay, like, yeah, whatever. Not the same. I think, you know, that's really important. That was a really good point. It's, it can be very isolating and lonely. And I think if you want to join, join and find somebody that you get along with that can help you. Mm-hmm. Or call me. I'll talk to you about. Call Jessica, <laughs> you guys. Call yeah. Jessica. Um, thank you so much. This was so helpful. I feel like we learned a lot today. I feel like you have so much knowledge, and obviously, you're doing so well. So, thank you for taking time out of your day for the show today. Um, where can people follow you, call you for questions, text you, all of that good stuff? Um, well, thank you for having me. I was delighted when I saw you message me. I was like, that is so nice. I appreciate that. I can give you, I mean, do you want to give you my cell phone? I can tell you. Yeah. Actually, after I said that, you don't have to say your cell phone, but if you just want to say like your, no, I mean, I can, um, well, I have my email is Jessica Catoctin properties. So people probably won't know how to spell that C-A-T-O-C-A-T-I-N Catoctin properties.com. Um, and then my Instagram is Jessica sells Virginia. So that's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to make it longer. Jessica sells Virginia and West Virginia and West Virginia now. Yes. <laughs> and, West. Um, and then my cell phone. I don't care if people call or text me. It's 703-431-6138. Amazing. Jessica's for the people. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. You know what? It's funny. Cause my boyfriend didn't know how to say, so he's from the Richmond area and Catoctin was like, we were, he was, he calls like games. So he does play by play. And someone I guess was from I don't know, like went to Catoctin something and he came back to me one day and he was like, what is, and I couldn't even tell you how he said it. And I was like, what are you talking? What is that word? He's like, I don't know. And he showed me, I was like, it's Catoctin, you idiot. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of things around here. I mean, it's part of the Blue Ridge Mountains and that Clarissa, I have to give her credit. It's my business partner. Um, She came up with it and our logo is a house, but it also is supposed to be like mountains. Like, yeah, yeah. and so there's a lot of things around here that are Catoctin because mm-hmm. what I do say to her, I'm like, it's a little hard for people to understand how to spell it. They're always like, what did you say? I'm like, and then when I spell it, I'm like, did I spell that right? Like, like, I didn't write like that. don't ask me to spell it. Like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I can say it, but, and I probably, yeah, it's fine. Everything. Well, I really appreciate it. And I'm so proud of you too. This is awesome. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on it's been a while it's so funny like i know i'm like maybe you should move back to northern virginia you know you get happy hour or something but yeah yeah i know i miss it i'll be back i'll be back but thank you so much yeah thank you Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Girl We Gotta Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. That way you never miss a new episode. You can also follow Girl We Gotta Talk on Instagram at Girl We Gotta Talk Podcast and on Twitter at GWGT Podcast for live tweeting and all your favorite pop culture updates. If you want to watch full episodes, check out Girl We Gotta Talk on YouTube and find all of your favorite episodes over there. If you like today's episode, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit the five stars or leave a review and let me know what you thought. I seriously love hearing your feedback. It really means the world to me. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.